0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Good Grief. My name is Dr. Christine Malone, and in this podcast, we talk about trauma, tragedy, and survival. In each episode, I will interview someone that has gone through grief in some way, and we will discuss the impact it has had on their life. By sharing these stories, we hope that others won't feel alone should they be going through similar situations. Enjoy. Okay, listeners, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. So my guest today is a person who has kind of um, come through some negative things early in her life, and yet now has a successful career. So we're going to talk about her story. And guest, if you would please um, introduce yourself and just tell us a bit about kind of where you started and, you know, kind of the negative things that you started with and and where we came from there. Okay,
1: so uh, my name is Naomi Mamie. And I kind of had a, a rough start on life. Um, when I was 10 years old, my mother uh, found a mold on her back that uh, she didn't realize uh, was growing and growing. And it was melanoma. And by the time she got it removed, it was already under her skin and into her body. So, um so at uh, ten, um, she was kind of not home anymore because she was trying all these uh, different uh, different treatments that weren't uh, FDA approved yet. So she was actually in the Bahamas and doing an uh, experimental trial there. And I was actually so mad at her for getting sick. I I didn't even I didn't even talk to her the whole time she was sick um I, I just i I couldn't believe like you know, I, I thought it was her fault that she 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 turned my whole life, my wonderful little fairy tale life upside down, and um i of course I didn't understand it at the time it wasn't her fault um but uh, uh two years later, uh actually the day before my twelfth birthday, August thirtieth. Uh, she passed away and my father um, got remarried fast and the woman didn't want me. So I went to live with uh, one set of grandparents and then my grandmother got sick. So then I went and moved to the other set of grandparents. And then over there... My grandfather got sick and went back to the other grandparents. Uh, To make a long story short, um, I've uh, had uh, um, uh, both sets of parents at the end and uh, both sets of grandparents, everyone died of some other uh, form of cancer. So, and I could tell you that uh, just dealing with uh, cancer patients, it's not, um, it's not a, de- a death, like, a, like an instant death of a car accident or something. It's really grueling. Like it's so drawn out and, and you just watch the person suffering so much, but like so much that like, you just like, it's hard to understand somebody that hasn't been through it. That you just like want them to die already and stop suffering. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And you were so young. So how old were you by the time, you know, the grandparents had passed? I mean, you're only 12 when mom is passed. How about the grandparents? Yeah. So,
1: so, so this, this is all happening in my teenage life that the, the, because of all this happening, um, I didn't have like a home to, to be in. So I ended up getting, married at at 19 just to have some stability, a home of my own, which was of course a big mistake. I rushed into something that wasn't for me. And because of that also I suffered. I mean I ended up uh, uh divorced uh seven years later um with uh with little kids and and no family to back me. Um so it was just one it was just one thing led into the other. It was like a wheel, you know. Um one 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 set from like just constant
0: like a a flow of negative events happening again and again. Yeah, one after the other. Um, Yeah. So um you were how long were you married for? I was married for seven years before I got I got I got I
1: got I got divorced the first time. Okay. Then um somebody pushed me to get married the second time and they said to me um like oh you are uh you're divorced with three little kids there are so many single women out there what you know like just this this guy was interested in me and they're like grab him take him you should be happy somebody you know is <laughs> is willing to go out with you, you know, even, or look, look your way. You have so much baggage, you know? So, so, um, so I ended up getting married then a second time to somebody again, at a desperation that wasn't for me. Okay. Now, n- now, and I was married to him for seven years, you know, but I'll uh, fast forward. Now I'm married to somebody of my own choosing, somebody that I actually went to high school with, So it has the same background as me, same, you know, type of, uh, European parents and same, like really like brought up in the same style of home. We understand each other. And, um, that was really supposed to be who I was with, with, with from the first place. But, you know, because of my situation, I just jumped and I made a lot of mistakes because, I didn't have that family. I didn't have that backing. And, you know, I just did a lot of foolish
0: things in my youth. Well, I always tell people when I hear those kind of stories, you know, you have to give yourself grace because you didn't know better. You didn't have a role model. You didn't have those things. So you did the best you could with what you had at the time. So, you know, give yourself some grace for that. At some point, and I would like to know whereabouts this happened, you started doing like um, designing of houses and stuff like interior design or so on. So when, when did that come about and, and, and how, I mean, how did you realize, Oh, I can design houses. I mean, how did you realize that? Okay. So, so, um, when I was
1: married the second time, um, one of my neighbors, um, a very religious woman, one of my neighbors, she, I I had a bigger house and she asked me if she could give a Bible class in my house. And I was like, uh, okay, you know, use my house, no problem. You can have my living room. And people used to come to her class. I had nothing to do with it. I just, I just gave my space. People used to come to her my, you know, her class and they used to go through my home and they used to like take pictures and and they were like, why don't you do this professionally? And I'm like, I never th- thought of working. I had, I had little kids in the house. Um, I, I didn't need the money at the time and it was more important for me, you know, to, to be there for my children than to, to go out and have a career and leave my kids, you know, to be brought up with a babysitter. So it never entered my mind until, until I ended up divorced a second time. And then I was really at rock bottom because i had nobody to help me at all with anything like nobody to help me with um with let's say uh babysitting even forget about money you know even just like to have a break you know i, I see like I'm 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 really not jealous when I see all these beautiful fancy cars or fancy houses or anything. The only thing I always that just like really hurts my heart is when I see like my friends interact with their mothers and I see how much their mothers do for them, are involved in their lives and, and are there like a, a second hand and always, you know, helping with the kids and, and, and just so involved, such a beautiful family unit, you know, doing for each other. And that's the only thing that really you know, it hurts me that I, I don't have and I can't have, you know, n- nothing materialistic, just like, a, a, there's nothing like a mother. Yeah. I, I, I lost my father to I, I actually my stepmother didn't even my stepmother for six years. My stepmother, while my father was married to my stepmother, she, she wouldn't even let my father talk to me. She didn't want to had my father have to anything to do with the leftover baggage from the first marriage. So she sent me, you know, she sent me out of the house and I I, for years my father was uh, you know scared to to talk to me of anything to do with me Um, she was really controlling so I mean there's one thing to lose a father who I I I my father ended up having six girls with you know all all together Um, I was the oldest and I was very close to him because I was like the boy he never had I went with him fishing all the time and we were like best buddies um but still there's a, losing a mother a mother I feel like is is really life changing because the mother is the nurturer and and it's just like my my whole world fell apart just from 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 losing her I mean, everything, everything, everything in my life just went, you know, to dust. So um, I th- feel like that was like the the most dramatic at a point in my life where my whole, you know, like a real change, real yeah. shift. I we were we we're upper upper middle class. Um, I had a very nice life. I was spoiled. And again I look at it now and I say to myself that I definitely would not be the person I am today if I didn't go through all that. I had to go through all that to um to become who I am today and I think I am a very strong woman. Uh, my friends call me a warrior and I think that and I and I and I really do think that's the, that's the right word to describe me. Um so But you people like they 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 go through things and they don't realize that this is like a defining moment moment in their lives that they have to, um, you know, grind through they have to get, you know, they go through all the motions and all the pain and all the suffering because something in their life has to shift. So I feel like that was one of the points in my life where like I, I always, I always describe it train tracks, like I'm, go, I'm on a train track and there's always like, uh, you know, uh, you have to veer off onto a different path. It's, you, you, you know, but you have to, you have to keep going, but there's keeps, there keeps on being like different, like uh, splits in the road and in the, in the tracks and you, your life just has, you know, has to take that, you're meant to take that shift even though you just, you're so comfortable in what you know, and what is your everyday life, you don't, people don't like changes, people don't like surprises, and and life is full of curveballs that you don't expect, and it's just, that curveball is supposed to come, because you're meant to go on that different track, and you know, it's hard, it's hard to understand while you're in it, And, and right now, like, Every time something you know happens out of the blue that uh you know unexpected and 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 that I don't want in my life, I just try to say like you know okay just stay calm, you know don't cry don't get hysterical. I, I mean I used to be like really like uh I don't know a little firecracker, <laughs> and now I just I, I take things differently. I, I take them in and I say i don't understand why this is happening it's painful but i know it's for a reason i don't see it now but maybe i will later in the future but i like i try to get i i stay calm
0: unlike when i used to so i i i really evolved as a person what you're hitting on here is, um, a lot of people, you know, kind of the what ifs, you know, what would it be like if I still had mom or if I still had this, if I still had that. Um, and in, in my experience the, what ifs aren't, you know, they're going to kill you. It's like, you can't, you can't go there because it's not going to happen. It didn't happen. So rather than think about what could have, you know, what I might've become focus more on, um, you know, who you are once you have become and, and, and become comfortable with that and so on. And I I love your comment about, you know, when, when curveballs are sent your way, just kind of realizing, okay, something's coming. I I must need to learn something rather than, you know, feel sorry for yourself or, you know, why me or why I've already been through these things in my life. Uh, You know, I, I shouldn't have to have any more tragedy, whatever. And it's like, as if there's like a scale, you know, on some way where we reach it and we don't have to have any more, which, um, in my experience is definitely not, not what happens. So, so you tell us what you do now. So yeah, I know what you do, but tell us a bit about what you do now. Um, um, and kind of, you know, what you offer to your clients and so on and where your expertise is. Okay. So, um, I started off taking
1: any projects that would come my way. I had to pay my bills, So I took um, residential, commercial, all, and anything. But I slowly grew to like um, the healthcare industry. So, right now, uh, my specialty is healthcare design, which is like, to me, like laughable, like, you know, me being, you know, constantly with patients and not my own family uh, again and again, and another cancer, pay, another cancer. Pay. So, uh, so I, I you know, in my, in my young life, I became quite familiar with numerous, uh, numerous hospitals in the, in the New York vicinity. Um, I also... I also, I also have, you know, to top it all off, I have the the BRCA1 gene, uh, the BRCA1 breast cancer gene. I also myself uh, wanted to be ahead of the game, and I didn't want my children to be motherless like I was. So I had a preventive mastectomy uh, to, you know, clear uh, any chance of uh, of getting breast cancer. Um, because I could just could not imagine leaving my kids like like I I did, you know, my mother did at at such a young age. So um it was uh it was not easy, did it all on my own with nobody. Again, nobody to help me, went through it myself. Um and uh, I think whatever it was it was worth it and having the peace of mind knowing that uh I bought another, you know another set of years for myself uh,
0: but um it's a to today self, it's a very selfless decision I've, I've got to tell you very selfless when you're thinking about you know you want to be there for your kids um so uh, I am a breast cancer survivor I'm I'm two years out from um, my my treatment um, and one of the things I considered was you know is this something I'm passing down to my daughters you know is there is there some genetic whatever going on? Um, and I was more concerned about my kids than I was about myself. So um, I can see where you're coming from with that, with you just want to do this, just, I want to be here for them. I want to, I want to take care of, of them and and not, not have, not to leave them when I'm 10 or 12 years old. So I'm curious to know if your, um, your draw toward healthcare facilities, do you think that has to do with kind of the medical stuff with the family and people, you know, getting sick and and passing. No,
1: you want to hear the the laughable part about this? No, it has had nothing to do with any and nothing to do with that at all. It has to do with, okay, this is the punchline. It has to do with not dealing with women (laughs) because yes, when I was doing residential design, Okay. This, this thing kept happening over and over and over again, which was so frustrating. Uh, when, 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 you know, when I, when I design a medical facility, um, you know, I, I, I design the facility, I make a spreadsheet for the contractor, he follows it. You know, I, I, and, 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 and that's it. And I can move on to the next project. When I was doing residential. Okay. The women I found to be, so insecure that I I kept on doing projects over the same projects. I changed my mind I just again and again the the projects would never end and the reason was because uh, uh because because of the insecurities of women they were so um they were so uh able to to uh, sway meaning that I designed a house let's say for example I designed a house, uh, um, uh, in, a, in, a, in a beach town and the woman tells me, oh, I want to do all blues and we design we put together a whole beautiful project with you know all different shades of blues, okay, and then and she, this is what she's always wanted, always dreamt of, then her mother comes and says, why did you do that, why did you do that you should have done all neutrals so we go back to square one and we go and we redesign the house all with neutrals and that, like this kept happening over, like oh, a sister makes a comment. Okay, we just finished all the bathroom, but her sister says, "No, you shouldn't have done grays. Grays are going out of style. You should have done golds." Again, drop the whole thing again and start from scratch. Start from scratch. So I found I found it so frustrating because. The, the, the lack of confidence. You, this is what you always wanted. So why don't you just stick with what your dreams were, which you know what you always envisioned for yourself, your home to be, where you can be so convinced by by just like one comment from your sister, and that's it. Again, by by your mother, by your sister, by your friend, and again, back to back to the beginning of the project. How many times can we do the same thing over and over? And I found it so frustrating. And, it, and I just found, it's just a lack of confidence in women. And I said, you know what? When I do healthcare design, I am in control. I get to finish, I get to go on. <laughs> and it's not a wheel. It's not a durable wheel again and again and again. I get to move on to the next, to the next, to the next. And I get to make money. I get to, you know, travel all over the United States, see different, you know, different projects that, you know, need my uh, expertise. It, it's I'm not sitting on the same thing for years so it, and it, and it's it was just so much more fulfilling because every project that I I, I do it's like it's like a it's like a baby to me I, I really care it's like I, I create something new and I'm proud of it and I want to showcase it and and just with these with the residential there was just there was no end there was <laughs> so you know, it, it just, it, it just happened to what I, I maybe if maybe if my, my, my personality had, if I had more patience to redo everything over and over could be, but I, I was disappointing that seeing, seeing, you know, a lot of women this way that they were so
0: easily convinced to change what they're really, what their hearts desired. So. Yeah, that's sad. That's actually really sad. I think, um, Having been someone who's worked in healthcare for a very long time, um, most people are in that field, especially in, the, in where they're going to contract with someone like you. Um, they have a budget, and they're going to tell you what they want, and then boom, it's like I'm not going to come back and change it because that's going to cost me more money. So I think there's more of the business aspect of it in working with organizations than there is with working with, you know, residential people. Right. Um, especially if they don't have a, you know, if I can keep just spending money to have changes, well, we could do changes all day long, but I totally get why that would be frustrating for you. So you want to have the vision come to life and then I move on to my next project. And instead, right. it's like, no, that's not my vision anymore. Now it's over here and how that could be super frustrating as a very tight yes. valley myself. I would find that extremely frustrating. Yes. So I'd like to ask you, you know, what would you, if we had a listener, who's kind of a a younger person who's had some of these you know same life softballs thrown at them you know uh, family members passing or what whatever they're left on their own um you know maybe unsuccessful marriage whatever it might be and how do they how would you recommend they uh, uh you know figure out who they are to become no know, know who they should become and what they should become which is what you've done
1: okay so um first I would say to listen to your gut instincts. Okay. See what draws you. First of all, even at your job, what you go to every single day, if you're if you're dreading waking up, you know, I wake up like I, I jump out of bed. I don't keep pressing snooze. I'm like excited for my day. What am I gonna, you know? Everybody has to listen to their intuition and, and just and follow what makes them happy. You know, if, 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 you know, like I have uh, my my daughter, she's very creative in a different way. You know, one, one, she was, she was pulling all these years. She wanted it always, since she's a little girl, she used to save her favorite lessons from her teachers. She used to say, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a teacher. Okay. So, you know, like, and then the other one, she wants to, she wants to do, um, she wants to do bridal hair. Completely to, you know, whatever like is, pulling your you know you know what makes you happy what brings you joy you should not be dreading getting out of bed every morning so you got to find what that is that brings you joy and try to monetize on it I say like God gives every single person some kind of talent that they're good at that they could monetize on everybody says I don't have a rich grandfather you don't need a rich grandfather to get you into a business look look at what you have inside you and make a business out of it you know you know how to sew. your grandmother taught you how to sew become a seamstress go make those gowns you know anything you have a you know you have a, a father that was a jeweler okay go into jewelry go you know go to you know be an electrician be a plumber all those things do not cost you any money you do not need you know all the, the big bucks to start a business when it's you know when it's just coming from you. You are the business. You you, you don't need to buy inventory. For, you have something inside you. Every person has something in them that's special that they could expand on. So I, I um so I find that it's, you know very important, and then also finding uh inspiration, a role model you know, let's say it's somebody they could relate to. Now I don't say go find a celebrity. I would say like go find somebody from your school that became successful, somebody, if not from your town, from your city, from your state, somebody that you can relate to and look up to and say, oh, if they could do it, so then so can I. And it's very important to find that role model. So me myself, okay, I I and I, and I tell this story all the time because because it is the truth that I while when I was divorced and when I was at rock bottom, you know things just things happened for a certain reason, and I came across somebody, a, a guy from high school, on Facebook, and I clicked on him, and he, I, I mean, I was very intrigued because he had this everyone has this casual picture and he had this professional looking one. I was like, Hmm, what happened to him over these years? And I clicked on him and he had like a whole list of accomplishments. And I was like embarrassed for myself. I was like, I, I, I I have no, I have nothing to put on this list, Uh, you know? And so he actually inspired me to say like, I want to be like him. I want to. I want to have. I want to have that list too, you know. Not only him. I, I you know, and and like so. So he, he. It's 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 years now it's already. 18, 19 years now. I'm doing design. I don't even know already. Um, and I, 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 I He he doesn't even know. Uh, after all these years, that like I'm in like in a competition with him. He he doesn't even know I'm in a race with a ghost. <laughs> i feel like i push myself like oh so oh can i okay i can also do that let me add let me add let me push myself you know he so he, so just he, he, they don't even have to know <laughs> they don't have to be in, involved at all but like you say like he can do it so can i so um so that's Been one of my motivating factors in life. That also, that that you know, I saw somebody that inspired me to push me to make something of myself. Um, So I I think everybody should also uh, that needs a boost find somebody that they can relate to. And then I actually, when I was so down, I actually found it's free help. On YouTube, I found, I looked it up, and there were so many motivational speeches, and that that really got me uh, pumped up. And every now and then, like when I'm when I'm feeling down, you just, you, if you want to find the help, it's there. It's that you don't have to pay for a therapist or for it, it, you just. There's so many uh, videos out there of of people that gone through similar things whether it be a, a a death, whether it be a divorce, whether it be bankruptcy, whether it be any, all these, you know, uh, all these hardships, you can actually find somebody else that that has a similar uh, story and you can actually listen to how they got um, through it. So you just, it, it's there. You just got to give yourself that, that push and then you'll get that motivation that, that you know, that you need. And one actual um uh one actual um a TED talk that really uh, got me thinking was I think it was uh it was titled um how to find happiness in, 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 in life and and she just said like the keyword i only have one word and, and and she says this is she found uh, she was some kind of uh, um psychologist or something. And this is what she found that the key word is adaptability. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh my God, she is right. Instead of me getting hysterical after every time, you know, crap happens (laughs) and, uh, you know, exploding with my crazy temper, I said, adaptability, let me figure out how to, you know, how to work this through instead of getting all crazy and hysterical stay calm. Let me adapt, you know, let me figure out how I could work through this issue. So, and that, that was like, also like, you know, by chance I I looked and I found it and it really helped me so much. And I feel like everyone else, you know, if they want, they can find the help. It's out there. Give yourself that little kick.
0: Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind for me. First of all, I think Uh, a person needs to start with trusting in themselves so if you have that self-doubt going on where i just can't make a good decision for myself or i can't trust what i think i want to know or do whatever i think that's one of a person's first steps is really you know getting over that questioning of ourselves and i i don't want to be sexist but i think as women that is more common to really kind of doubt who we are and what we can do and so on um, and then making that leap is another thing that comes to mind is really kind of coming out of the comfort zone of where I am, even if that comfort zone is not comfortable, right? It's where I am and it's what I know and it's familiar. Um, and instead looking for what, what could be and so on. I love your um, your example of finding that role model. So especially it, it, including the fact that you, the role model doesn't have to know that they are a role model. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's an awesome thing. I thought, oh, I love that, love, love, love that. So yeah, just great, great advice. I think I, I think again, uh, trusting in in yourself and and who you are, and um, realizing that you aren't defined by you know your past or the things you've been through, or even what people think about you. You're you are defined by what you do and what you think of and what what you think you can do. And I think that's that's a powerful um, takeaway. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and I spent so many years dwelling on the past, like my younger years. I used to just listen to air supply songs and cry and cry and cry how life is so unfair. And again, why me, why me, why me? Until I made that switch, until I made that switch and I made that decision, and and I came to realize that dwelling on the past, I cannot change a thing. I cannot change the way I, I treated my mother. I can't change anything that happened yesterday. I can't even change what happened yesterday. So it's a waste of time. Till I came to that realization that dwelling on the past is an absolute waste of time. And then you know, like until I let go and I said I can't change it. I gotta just focus forward. Until that happened, I was like in in muck, in like deep mud. That's what I. That's what I was. And and, and until that, until I made that conscious choice decision that that said I will no longer analyze and and dwell on the path and again and again go over it in my mind and, so, and, and until then I, I, you know like everything just stayed the same and I was just stuck in negativity and when I made that switch in my brain then all these positive things started happening to me I thought positive I looked forward instead of backwards and just my life just started to change I think positivity attracts positivity so I just I and I I didn't I said you know what there's nothing when I heard it I was like yeah right bunch of malarkey you know but but they said you know what there's there's no harm and let me let me try it let me try it uh and it actually worked and I was like whoa it actually worked and and I've been living my life ever since like that
0: Yeah, it's like like I said, like that taking a leap, just trusting that you can you can do this. And I think for a lot of people think about if you if it isn't working out, well, you just back where you were and no harm, no harm done. But, you know, keep thinking towards the positive and so on. I think that negative energy, you know, when we think about things we can't change, especially um, really eats up a lot of time and a lot of effort in our lives that we cannot change. I mean, you can't go back in time and change, you know, the people got sick and they died or, or whatever they did. I mean, you can't change that. All you can do is learn from it and move forward and be a better person. And um, in your case, of course, be a better role model for your kids and so on. You know, it's just really um, knowing that you have that positivity and that, that strength, I think is really important to recognize. So yeah, I love your story. I do. I love your story. So is there anything else before we end the episode you'd like to share?
1: Hmm. Okay, so I usually like to leave with this message that um, just in life in general, what I found is is belief is what gets you through everything. okay So just be, even even um, like when things don't go right for you, believing that that it's for the good not understanding but just believing again i don't understand why i'm going through this but believing that it's for the good and like so right now so what 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 i do in my life um i do a lot of uh of of giving back um this goes back to the, the 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 second half of the question that i wanted to answer a few minutes ago so right now in my life um i have all these um young aspiring designers that come to me to train and a lot of my colleagues who are also in this business for many years are like why are you doing that you're 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 creating competition for yourself why are you you know like they're just going to go out and compete for the same projects as you why why would you you know give them all your contacts and all your samples and set them up and help them start businesses of their own why you know like they it's like and I. And I, and I explained to them that, that there's there's no such thing as competition, okay? Everybody gets what they're meant to get. I will not make a dollar more or a dollar less that, that that's meant for me. And the more I help other people, the more goodness will come my way for myself too. Um, and, and, and I explained to all them the mistakes that I did when I first started, when I didn't get a project, i used to you know start it hurt i started out and i, I used to cry you know it, it really bothered me when i when a project went for you know to someone else but now i'm at this stage in my life where i understand that that project was meant for them um not for me maybe they needed the money Uh, more than me Um, maybe you know god saved me from a a horrible contractor so many times I hear afterwards like oh my god he was so nasty you're so lucky that you didn't get this project at the time it really irked me you know that 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 it went to me who has all this experience and went to someone else that hardly has any in this field you know and 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 at the end was for a good reason i didn't get the project and at the time i just could not understand it just did not make logical sense why they got the project over me and 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 so right now like i feel like this wisdom that i've gained over over these years um is it i'd like to relay it to these young aspiring designers like don't get upset when a door slams in your face there's that means it's not for you there's some a better fit out there if you don't get the job there's a better there's some just so have a little patience the right door will open for you just the thing is don't give up don't don't give up believe that the right thing is coming so it's it's, it's interconnected the 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 belief and the not giving up because if you give up, then there's, you know, you might you, like, you know, you some you you're digging, you're digging, you might be one shovel away from that pot of gold. So so just you be consistent and n- know what you where you want to get and and just keep trying. Try different ways, different hows, different, you know, but just don't give up on that, on that vision. Or where you want to be in your life and what you want to be what you want you want to become what you want to see yourself being
0: yeah trust in the dream is kind of what comes to mind for me when you say that so um i'm a big believer in, in karma and things happening for a purpose so I, I totally get what you're saying It's just you know let let these things go because something else might be coming your way and maybe this wasn't meant to be so um keep a positive attitude and i think that's mm-hmm. great great advice mm-hmm. so naomi thank you so much for being my guest today i have thoroughly enjoyed hearing your story and talking with you and i wish you all the best
1: sure thank you all the best to you too and your listeners
0: thank you for listening to this episode of good grief to hear more about my personal story please pick up a copy of my book the day i became the spider killer a memoir of trauma tragedy and survival available in paperback kindle and audible via amazon barnes and noble and other online book retailers